Hello, everybody. Welcome to UGA Sports Live, the uh, reaction edition brought to you by our friends at the Rogue Apothecary. Uh, today's a good day if you don't have any uh, Rogue Apothecary gummies to grab a few of them and just have a blast. Big news breaking at the University of Georgia as Will Muschamp is out. Uh, he is uh, taking a defensive analyst role. I say out, uh, and a lot of our headlines say replacing or retiring. Uh, I wanted to be very clear that Will Muschamp is still part of the University of Georgia. He loves the University of Georgia, and he is uh, going to be a major part of it. He's just uh, taking a step back to uh, <laughs> spend more time with his family. And this is something that we've been expecting, and we just didn't know when because we knew that he wanted to spend more time with his family. That, that's why he hasn't been looking at other jobs. This is a guy who's a two-time SEC head coach, and a lot of schools would love to have him. But he says, look, I want to be here with my family. So he is staying with his family, uh, spending more time with him. And we heard about it coming. We heard that uh, Georgia might be doing it, uh, or it might be coming, I guess, about a week ago. And I started asking people within the program, and no one would give me a straight answer. Come to find out why the – Hiring and re retirement or yeah, uh, stepping down was fluid. I know folks who read the dog vent or read the vault at ujsports.com know when we talk about things being fluid, it's it almost becomes a joke, but it was. It was not set in stone. That's why we couldn't get confirmation on it. We were watching like Hawks yesterday when all the coaches went on the road to see who was actually going out there. Because if Will Muschamp was stepping down, then we would have expected to see somebody else go out in his place. Uh, maybe like Coach Cooper, who's fantastic, and we could definitely see him out there. Uh, but no, Will Muschamp was on the road yesterday, and he was everywhere. So we're like, okay, well, maybe he's not retiring or stepping down, or maybe it will be after signing day. Come to find out, the retirement of Nick Saban kind of pushed this forward. Kevin Steele retires a couple of days before Nick Saban does. Everyone's looking at Traveris Robinson as maybe being the new S, yeah, the new uh, defensive coordinator at Alabama. Traveris Robinson, you know, who was Will, with Will Muschamp at South Carolina, Miami. Uh, all over the place. I think even Auburn. Uh, this is a guy who uh, everybody knows is a hot and uh, up and coming young coach. He's uh, been in the SEC 17 years. He played at Auburn. Uh, phenomenal recruiter. I mean, they call him T-Rob. Everybody loves the guy. And we've been hearing for years that Georgia would like to hire him, but he didn't want to come to Georgia at the same time as Will Muschamp because it seems like everywhere Will Muschamp went, Traveris Robinson wound up. So, I could definitely see a situation where, uh, you know, when they had other openings, a lot of people would pencil him in to be, you know, join the cornerbacks coach or something. And he'd be like, no, no, I'm good. I need to make this on my own. And he did. He made it to Alabama. He made it to a bunch of other places. He's been the defensive coordinator at South Carolina. He's moved up. He's been the man. And he's made a name for himself out of Will Muschamp's shadow. And now the Will Muschamp is stepping down. Georgia finally gets a man who has made it on his own in Traveris Robinson, T-Rob, a huge, huge get for the University of Georgia because what are you losing in Will Muschamp? You were losing a phenomenal recruiter. Uh, we talked about the fact that Georgia lost uh, Jamil Adai, uh, uh, you lost the Fran Brown. Um, you've lost a lot of cornerbacks coaches, but you're still landing the number one cornerbacks in the nation. You're still landing top guys in the safe and the secondary over and over again. Who's recruiting them? A lot of that credit goes to Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp. If you lose Will Muschamp, that, that's a huge loss on the recruiting trail. This is a guy, he, say what you want about his stints at Florida and South Carolina. No one will ever take anything away from Will Muschamp on the recruiting trail. It just won't happen. I'm sure we got some people in here, Chris, Beth, Scott, uh, a damn beast media, Foster, <laughs> Foster Moss. Come on downs. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
Miss Mary. Yeah, I see you, Miss Mary. Uh, maybe you guys can refresh my memory on some of the guys that he's recruited and landed, but you don't want to replace Will Muschamp and his defensive acumen with a, an up-and-comer, a guy who, you know, you want to replace talent for talent, recruiting savvy for recruiting savvy, and that's what you're getting in Traveris Robinson. Plus, you hamstring, absolutely hamstring Alabama. I'm not trying to gloat or anything like that. I, I, I don't care. My point is, when we were telling people that uh, Kalen DeBoer was going to be the new head coach at Alabama, the first thing everyone was saying was, where's he coached besides Washington? You know, he's, he's from South Dakota. He's been, what, Indiana, places like that. He hasn't been a ton of places. So uh, he needs help in the South. He needs someone who can help him recruit down here. Him coming in, and if he could have um, uh, Traveris Robinson, T-Rob, as his defensive coordinator, hey, T-Rob, introduce me to all these head coaches at all these high schools in Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Louisiana. I mean, uh, Texas, Alabama takes guys from all these states and makes monster uh, rosters with them. You bring in a guy from Washington, he doesn't have a 17-year history with, uh, you know, IMG or a bowl school in Jacksonville or Trinity in Jacksonville or uh, Valdosta or uh, Central Gwinnett, you know. Uh, he doesn't know everybody at uh, Colquitt County, you know, when you have to ask, are, are they Packers or what? You just don't have it. T-Rob does. So my point is, uh, he would have been an integral part and to that. And this was a little note we put on the dog vents that uh, I don't know if we should share it here, but we will anyway. Uh, the AD at Alabama begged him to stay. Can't reveal sources on that, but they wanted him to stay. They knew that Kalen uh, DeBoer would absolutely need uh, T-Rob to stay at Alabama. But he's coming to Georgia. He's stepping in. He'll be on the trail for Georgia. And here's the thing. This is a huge recruiting weekend for Georgia, a monster recruiting weekend. they got a ton of guys in. If you look at the uh, list at UJSports.com, go check out the vault. You're going to see a ton of people over there. It is unreal. I don't know if everybody can see this on the screen. I have uh, Travaris's, uh coaching history pulled up. Let me make it a little bit bigger. Uh, played for the Falcons. Won't hold that against him. Do love him for that. But he was at Auburn. Then he was at Western Kentucky, uh, Southern Miss, Texas Tech, Florida as a defensive backs coach for three years. Then he was a defensive back coach at Auburn. Then he was at South Carolina for four years as a defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. Then he did a year at Miami. He's been at Alabama for uh, 22, 23, and was starting 24. And now he's at Georgia. Again, huge, huge get for the University of Georgia. Um, Kirby's going to keep Kirby. And, I mean, it's just... <laughs> Uh, what? Come on now, Kirby Spot and Tuscaloosa <laughs> traffic a prefresh loading up. Uh, now this is a good question. Wonder who all will follow T Rob to Georgia. I don't know that you're going to pull that many off the roster, but Kirby has. I know everyone's talking about Caleb Downs. This was one of the guys. Uh, 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 everyone's been. Wanted to see go in the Ross, uh, go in the portal, and just a huge, uh, uh, huge lost. Um, oh, that yeah, that was that wasn't real. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, 
Kirby Smart just hated DeBoer's first loss of Blaine Gilbert. Blaine gets it. Blaine, Blaine was our recruiting guy for a long time. He understands uh, how big this is. Uh, Blaine is a big fan of T-Rob and understands that uh, cutting out one of the legs from DeBoer right off the bat. You know, <laughs> you haven't been the head coach at Alabama for 24 hours. And uh, Kirby Smart just swooped in and gotten him. I mean, damn, Kirby, that's just savage. That's just rude, man. You, well, you could at least let the guy have hang, you know hang around a little bit. But, uh, roof. Yeah, uh, Chris Taylor's got it. Uh, DeBoer probably really needed to, Rob. That's not me drinking tea, um, but yeah, that would be the same thing. Uh, question about Isaiah Bond. Uh, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked there. Caleb Downs. If Caleb Downs goes into the portal, and this was a guy that Georgia really wanted, that's why Georgia went so hard after KJ Bolden. Kirby wanted Caleb Downs. I cannot stress that enough. He knew that he was a transformative guy in the secondary. He knew what a talent he was. Anybody that was around Caleb knew it. I saw him uh, in 10th grade at the state track championship, met his mom, who's a track coach, I believe. Uh, phenomenal athlete. Was winning everything. Just everything. There's no, no questions of what he could do. Uh, this guy... Georgia wanted him so badly when he went to Alabama, it, it, I don't want to say it broke Kirby's heart, but it was a huge miss. They wanted him bad. There was some stuff with his older brother. They didn't go get his older brother who went to North Carolina. Uh, Caleb Downs though, when he committed Alabama said Ohio state was his second placed team. So uh, if he goes into the portal, what I'm hearing were it to happen is we might wind up at Ohio state. Now this does change the calculus a bit. He robs his recruiter. Winds up at Georgia. That could change it. So any uh, issues that you had with the um, uh, family issue, stuff like that could be it, it, water under the bridge. So I'm not saying that he pops into it, uh, pops in the portal, winds up at Georgia. But this doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't make things, uh, it would make it a hell of a lot easier because you're like, you know, the guy that was there or the people that were there that didn't recruit me, you know, that's what, yeah. I'm going to make a business decision and go play at Georgia where I could definitely get on there. So, uh, yeah, Thomas, uh, Georgia Griff says, I think if Caleb Downs leaves, he goes to OSU, uh, would not shock me. Would not shock me. Uh, yeah. Good point here. Uh, KJ Bullen trying to recruit Downs to come to Georgia. Absolutely. Uh, let me see what Andy says here. So says, I was thinking Roddy reported that Kirby puts coaches through a test and decided not to get it. the wrong person. Good point. Andy. Kirby Smart will put gentlemen, when they come in to interview, up on the board, uh, put them on the horns, as they call it, put them on the whiteboard, basically. And they go up there, and the coaches fire a scenario at you, third and eight, ball, you know, uh, right side hash, uh, down by seven, uh, opponents 45. You know, what What do you do? And he makes you call a defense or call your uh, secondary or, you know, gives you, they give you all the parameters and they test you. What would you call here? Uh, there have been other coaches. One of them who went to the, was at Florida. It wasn't Traveris Robinson that he put up on the whiteboard who failed miserably. It was another coach whose name always comes up when there's a secondary, an opening in the secondary. I won't put him on blast, but a lot of you can figure out who it is. And he just did, didn't do a good job. And that became a, uh, an issue there. Uh, so anyway, he was able to land Caleb Downs. Could he get him again? It couldn't hurt. It can't hurt. 
Uh, it can only help. So that's a big get there. But aside from that, remember Kirby is big. Kirby likes going to the portal um, to make his team better to fill in gaps. But most of his focus is on the the guys that you can bring in for four years, not just a few years. Yes, you want to go get proven guys like Trevor Etienne, you know, uh, London Humphreys, uh, Colby Young. You get the guys who have shown they can do it. I mean, that that's great. But at the same time, there's a reason he signed three of the best running backs in the nation. He signed six offensive linemen, signed uh, about five defensive linemen. He signed uh, two two fantastic tight ends. He's got 22 freshmen who are actually at Georgia right now going to classes, uh, start lifting and doing all that stuff. My point is, uh, when Kirby's out there looking at, hey, do we put all our NIL money, all our efforts into uh, raiding the portal and trying to get these players? Or do we get a kid and bring them into our culture and train them up? The payoff may take longer, but it can be more subs- more sustained. <laughs> I was going to say substantial is sustained at the same time. Substantial. But this is a guy who uh, his this is always on, let's get those 2024 uh, kids, 2025 kids, 2026 kids. Get them in. And that's why I remember he got so ticked off with Zed Haynes and a few other freshmen transferred out. Uh, A.J. Harris, he's like, look, you just got here. We're training you. We're, we're bringing you up. And now you've, you haven't given us, or we've developed it. We taught you how to do it. Now you go somewhere else. We put all this time and effort into you. Yes, he gets mad about that, but it hasn't changed his core philosophy that he'd rather go get the best 2025 class, 2026 class. And having Traveris Robinson, T-Rob on your staff doing that, it's the same or as good or maybe even better than having Will Muschamp there. And remember, when you're looking at your, uh, I see Dane Young, I'll bring him on in just a second. When uh, uh, Muschamp's not leaving, he's just uh, going to be a defensive analyst. When you look across that Kirby Smart staff, you see a bunch of former head coaches. You see a bunch of former defensive coordinators. You're bringing in people who have had to make those play calls in real-life games. It's not just a whiteboard in Kirby Smart's office. You're having to do it against Alabama. You're having to do it against uh, Florida State and FSU. I mean, uh, Clemson. Uh, you're having to do it against uh, Georgia. You've had you've been in those roles before. You've called it against. You've played against Todd or coached against Todd Munkin. Uh, so, the, bringing in a guy who and this is not a shot against uh, uh, Dante Williams, but uh, you can bring in a position coach or you can bring in a former coordinator. That's big. Let's bring on uh, Dane Young real quick and get his thoughts. Happy Saturday. Give, give me your uh, quick thoughts on this. Yeah, I have three quick thoughts. One is I think the obvious that Kirby Smart. It's it's. You can tell he has a Rolodex for when these things happen of this is going to happen. I'm going to react this way. It's the program manager. It's the CEO. I think at this stage, he does it better than anybody in college football, period. Um, mm-hmm. What's the comment here from Chris? Uh, Kirby keeps building the tree. Muschamp guy is now a Kirby guy. Yeah. Um, Doris Robinson great, was great with. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just. You're good. For nine I'm years. in the background. <laughs> yeah. For nine years, T-Rob was in there with Will Muschamp from at three different schools. Like he's really, really good at this. So the first reaction is just Georgia being ready for whatever Will Muschamp, like wanting to take a a step back and being ready with a guy. Like not all teams are just ready to go with that. My second reaction is you keep this elite recruiter away from your rivals right now. And he has transitioned into the NIL era. I always think of Rodney Garner with this Roddy, where it didn't matter where he was in the SEC. You knew he was pulling really good defensive line talent, whether it was at Georgia or Auburn at Tennessee, and he went to cycles through all of them. 
And he was that was his main skill set is I'm going to go in, in this athlete's home, this defensive lineman's home, and they're going to come to whatever school I'm at because they're going to like me that much and I can sell this that way. I think T-Rob has some of that. And I think Caleb Downs. Same charisma, you're right. Yeah, that Caleb Downs going to Alabama is the perfect example of it. Uh, the, the final reaction I had is just what I think we've all been talking about for the last six weeks, two months in college football, that this is a grind to work in this sport right now. And to see Nick Saban say, I can't do this at the level that I want to do this anymore. To see Will Muschamp say that I need to step away for family reasons. To see Matt Luke bounce out for a couple of years. Now he's back with Clemson, but still... These are people that in the, you didn't see this in previous iterations of college football as much. And I'm sure Jim Donna could tell me guys that made those decisions for a variety of reasons. But I just think more of this is coming to where if you're financially set, you don't have to be in the grind of this to the extent that, that some of these dudes just don't have to be anymore because everything else is set. I just think you'll see some people say, how can I be a part of this without really being in, in the middle of it always? And Muschamp did a great job at Georgia. He's had a great career in college football. I think it's natural that he would take a step back. To me, it shows a bit of his humanity because, man, it, like there are machines that do this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to say it's a young man's game, but it kind of the way the uh, uh, grind has become year round. I can see when you've you've made your money, you've made millions, uh, and you're like, well, what did I work that hard for? Well, I worked that hard to spend time with my family. You know, I mean, uh, it's a Saturday. You and I are busting our tails. We got guys at the basketball game that starts at six minutes. Georgia takes on number five, uh, Tennessee, here uh, very shortly. Uh, we're all busting our tails, but hey, because we love doing it. I mean, we got the greatest jobs in the world, but uh, there's a lot of people who are also working Saturdays. There's guys out in this cold. There's guys climbing lines for uh, getting ready you know, to put get, take care of down power lines and uh, fix, you know, cut up trees. People that bust their ass, well, what do you do it for? You do it for your family to make them comfortable, make them safe, make them happy. Uh, when you've achieved that, that nine, I say nine to five, that nine to nine grind, you know, seven days a week just is not as appealing. Now, there's a lot of people in here saying, what about, um, uh, you know, do we lose Muschamp uh, as a recruiter defensive, as a defensive analyst or Kirby still keep him on the trail? You can't keep him on the trail. He can't go out onto the trail. You're only allowed, only your, you have 10 position coaches, in other words, you can have 10 guys go out. They don't all have to be assistant coaches, but you can't have anybody who's not an assistant coach go out if all of your assistant coaches are out. In other words, we saw uh, Saina Moore, uh, the offensive line assistant coach. He went out on the trail yesterday in place of Stacey Searles. But again, you're only you're limited by the number of assistants that you have. Now, so with, with that Stacey being Searles, said, in future iterations of this, when Georgia does have coaching transitions, if Muschamp remains an analyst, he could hop in for two weeks and go recruit in the transition yep. period. And I think that's super valuable. But here's the thing. He is still a recruiter when the kids come to campus. That's the thing. So you have a huge recruiting weekend right now, a ton of kids on campus. And the ones who were close to Will Muschamp, who's been recruiting, because he's been working ahead on 2025, 2026 kids, some 2027s as well. Uh, they're going to see him when they walk in the building. He's going to be there, big hug, bro, bro hug, you know, hey, man, you know, and uh, go like, hey, let me introduce you to the new guy that you'll like even more. And so you get both of them. Plus, again, as I was saying, bringing in a former SEC uh, uh, defensive coordinator, that's yet another one because you don't – Will Muschamp doesn't lose his knowledge. He doesn't lose his skill set. He's just an analyst. And, and you had uh, – I'm trying to think who was – 
Who was Mel Tucker's offensive coordinator that was at Georgia for a while? Um, oh, Jim Chaney. No, 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 no. Uh, oh. Jay. Oh, Jay Johnson. Yeah, Jay Johnson. Uh, that guy, phenomenal coach, who becomes Mel Tucker's offensive coordinator. He was an analyst at Georgia. Um, Mike Bobo, analyst at Georgia. He was helping Todd Munkin. He was studying with him, working with him. What did Todd Munkin do? He said, hey, uh, we need to improve our third down, or excuse me, our red zone stuff. Like, with Mike Bobo's ideas, they become the number one red zone team in America. Uh, you can assign those guys. You can sign, hey, uh, we are bad at third and one, third and two. Will Muschamp, your job is to figure that out. And you hand it to him. And then he goes and reports to Glenn Schumann and T-Rob, who are your co-defensive coordinators. And he says, here's my plan. And they pick it apart. They add to it. They uh, pull from it. They implement it. So you don't lose Will Muschamp's mind, but you add T-Rob. Very big of Will Muschamp not to leave. Again, this is a guy who wanted to retire two years ago. He stayed for Kirby. He stayed for Georgia. And now this transition is just perfect. Just uh, from so all Kirby's folks asking what happens to Will Muschamp, he doesn't go anywhere. He stays part of the team. He's a defensive coordinator, a defensive analyst. He is in the building when you need him. Uh, he's uh, scouting teams. He's breaking out game plan. He's finding those tendencies. Hey, this cornerback, every time uh, it's an inside release, he turns a certain way before the snap. Let, let's use that against him. Uh, you don't lose him at all. But you add T. Rob today. What is it? The uh, January thirteenth monumental day in Georgia football defense. You just look at the minds in that defensive room, top to bottom now, and it's look. It's still going to be Kirby Smart's defense, and you know the job of a Robinson and a Glenn Schumann is to execute that defense. That's just the way it's going to work at Georgia as long as Kirby is there. I do think an interesting aspect of this, Roddy, just from a sociological standpoint of how you manage people and you understand their motivations. When you see coaches that have been in this for a while and that are in this grind and they've probably made a decent amount of money doing this like a must champ, when you start seeing their kids be done with high school or being done with college, like they just kind of start to view the world a bit differently because most of these guys would like to provide as much stability as possible to not be having to move around schools as much. I think that's one reason why Mike Bobo feels pretty stable in that spot right now because his kids are a little bit younger than Will Muschamp's kids. But I can promise you once and they his son's age, on the team. <laughs> right. But like as that aging happens a little yeah. bit, I know Kirby Smart has a list of people he'd call if he needed an offensive play caller. Uh, but oh, yeah. and and if Josh Brooks is doing his job correctly, he has a list of head coaches that he would call in that same scenario. Now, I think that's a long way away from Kirby, but you know, you never know. Th this grind can chew people and spit them out. And I don't think you're, this is not the college football where someone's going to be at a school for 35 years. I just don't see that. Well, don't forget. There's also, how many is it? What was it? Six, seven, eight NFL teams are looking for a head coach. Mm -hmm. How many of them are going to call Kirby? A bunch of them. Now, will Kirby entertain it? I don't know. But at some point you're like, well, I've, I've won here. And don't get me wrong. He wants to be a Georgia. He, but to your point, it's different than when he started. Was this uh, year eight for Kirby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Started in 20. NIL, transfer portal, all that stuff's different. It's a different job that we took, and he's been successful at it. But uh, to, your, to your point, uh, having <laughs> Will Muschap as an analyst and having T-Rob there, that takes some of the work off of his plate and makes, makes the staff better. And again, if when you have an overwhelming job, like what we do, uh, there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of stuff we want to do. 
we add more people as we get those jobs done. It makes it easier on me. I have the easiest, greatest job in the world because I have good staff people, except for Dane, who do do a lot of work. And where, where are they at right now? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. When it's overwhelming and you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And somebody else comes and says, hey, boss, I'll take, let me take that off your plate. I got you. Oh, then all of a sudden you feel refreshed, you feel revitalized. So as this stuff is kind of uh, com coming to a head, if you bring in a, a guy with energy like T-Rob, um, Dante Williams, I think about like when Trey Scott came in, Georgia's having issues on the defensive line. He comes in, boom, that guy's just energy right off the bat. Uh, Todd Munkin and his foul mouth. <laughs> That guy makes gives you a lot of energy too. Uh, Mike Bobo, when Mike Bobo's pulling for your offense, the guy who you know played at Georgia, coached at Georgia, loves Georgia, that makes it easier on you. So hires like this that make your job easier as a head coach prolong your career. Doesn't matter who comes after you. So again, I'm not trying to say that T. Rob is the answer to everything, but I'm just saying this is. Don't let anybody tell you that this is not a big deal. Well, it from from huge. a process standpoint, recruiting players is always the the most critical job for this. Like you can't yeah. win games if you don't have the best players. Now, a piece of that is coaching, but just look at the landscape of college football right now. With Nick Saban retiring, when programs go to look for their next head coach, their starting point is now Georgia. Georgia yeah. is the kingpin of the sport. Kirby Smart is the most high-profile, prolific coach in the game. Georgia will be number one on preseason list for the foreseeable future because of the talent. That means Kirby has to be better at what he did today, probably than, than he's had to be in his career. He has to keep getting better at this of someone's going to come take my guys and I have yeah. to be ready with someone to take this spot. He's been elite at it so far. There's been very little transition for Georgia considering it's a program that won two national titles in a row was three points away from being right there in the mix again this year and would be the favorite heading into next year. It's only going to get more difficult because I just don't think Alabama is going to produce the quantity of head coaches, at least in the short term. DeBoer may be great, but I just they're coming for Georgia's guys. And Todd Hartley has what it takes to be a head coach. Trey Scott has what it takes to be a head coach. Del McGee has told me personally before, I want to be a head coach. Yeah, of course. So uh, when you're able to pull a guy, T-Rob will be a head coach. That's another one. you know. And when you're able to get him to come be on your staff, uh, hopefully for a couple of years, before before he gets plucked away, and we're kind of getting kind of far afield from your uh, point about the Rolodex. Uh, there have been people that, people have reached out to Kirby on the potential, like, hey, I know I'm you know the offensive defensive coordinator at school. Why? But if you ever have an opening, let me know. They reach out to him before their openings, you know, because they want to do it. What did uh, Mike Bobo say? When he came in to be an analyst at Georgia, this is you know former head coach, and then he's a coordinator at Auburn. He came. George said, "I want to learn from Kirby. I want to learn what his system is." You know, he hadn't been at Alabama. He had not been in that Alabama tree. That was his first kind of guy. So he wanted to come learn it. How how does Kirby do it? You know, how does Dabo and those guys do it? You know, he he'd been going up against it in numerous spots around the country. He wanted to come see it. So there are a lot of guys who want to come, and it's just like. It, we always joked about the Saban rehabilitation program. Coach gets fired somewhere else, goes and becomes an analyst on uh, Saban's staff, even though you know he's making he's making six million dollars wherever he was. Goes and takes a hundred thousand dollar job on Saban's staff. Then there's an opening because people come and poach his players and his uh, staffers and coordinators. 
then that guy gets moved up, Steve Sarkeesian. Then all of a sudden they become a head coach somewhere else, you know, and then they get maybe invited to become the head coach at Alabama when he retires. We're not going to get into that story. The point is the, uh, the same thing's happening for Kirby Smart. He, he gets these big names. Yeah, Matt Luke, former, uh, oh, you mentioned him earlier, Ole Miss head coach, comes and becomes a position coach at Georgia, retires, and all of a sudden, you know, gets hired somewhere else. Uh, a lot of guys come through Georgia because they want to see how Kirby does it, and they know that if they have that on their resume, it is a, it's it's a big deal. So, well, and compare. I'm not saying Georgia. that's why T Rob's coming. You go get T Rob before T Rob. You're not getting T Rob. T Rob's not coming to you for you. You're going to him for him. And so that's a it's a big get to get him to come here. And again, I was talking earlier, uh, Dane, about how this just that is a guy they absolutely needed. The AD begged him to stay. Uh, he's taking Georgia. He's taking the job at Georgia. A huge blow is we had Blaine Gilmer on. I think before you got on here, and Blaine's like uh, <laughs> day one. Kirby Smart's already handed Kalen DeBoer a loss. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was brutal. And, and compare it to what Auburn's going through right now, where essentially the majority of the staff is being retooled after a year under Hugh Freeze. I'm assuming he played at Auburn. T. Rob's been at Auburn before. I'm assuming they'd like to have him over at Auburn and they, they can't hire a coordinator and defensive coordinator offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator as fast as some teams are hiring head coaches right now. Like it's a bit of a mess on their staff there when you can kind of do this swiftly and quietly and like Georgia adding this in the way that it did just kind of shows how far they are ahead of some other teams. I think LSU's had a pretty good off season and retooled its staff fine, but man, Georgia's staff, Georgia's quality of player, heavy favorite heading into next season. Yeah. Like this, uh, pet Sasquatch says, I hope the calendar doesn't wear on Kirby so much that he decides it's too much. I don't know how he does it. I mean, more perplexed how Saban has done it through his sixties and seventies. And I, I bring that joke up was they don't make them like they used to anymore. <laughs> uh, my point is, I think that a lot of that had to do with why Saban left. Saban said, you know, I used to go to the office at uh, work until 2 a.m., get up at 6 and be back at it with the same energy. It's harder to do that now. But all that's what made him different was that he was outworking everybody, now recruiting everybody. Now everybody's recruiting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You know, the, the, when the NCAA has to come in and say, look, we're going to implement extra dead periods to slow you guys down, you know, to give these kids a break. That tells you how, how crazy it is, you know. Oh, uh, another good – you were talking about uh, Auburn. Uh, two alums, two Auburn alums leaving Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's, it isn't a good, it's not a good look. I mean, I don't know if it's a good sign. Maybe they're, they'll get better jobs somewhere else. Um, and yeah, I, I do not, think Auburn's the kind of school that they can bounce back quickly if they get the right people in there. I mean, Hugh Freeze yeah. with a not great roster competed against Georgia and Alabama this year. Now, they lost to New Mexico State, so – the lows are low and the highs are high, but that's the story of Auburn forever. Yeah, Foster Moss, they said Bama's going to fire him more soon. <laughs> soon he loses a coin toss guy. <laughs> you know, the, the, the reaction on DeBoer was universally praised of like, that's a great hire for Alabama. It's a great hire. The, the guy's a winner. Like, that's all I've been reading. And I, I just think we don't know yet. Like, Culture fit in the South and the Southeast matters. Now it can be remedied real fast with a couple good wins. And then all of a sudden you're a Southerner. He needs to get off to a good start and it's hard to with, with the schedule. Hey, hey, did Desmond Ricks just enter the portal? 
Um, well, Kyle in the comments says so. Let's. I yeah, have but people say crap in the up. comments that's fake all the time, and I fall for it. So <laughs> somebody tried to get me yesterday saying that Dabo had been announced to uh, Alabama. I'm like, I don't believe that, but I still went and checked it out just in case because you know Dabo or Dabo or or Dabo. Yeah, I like all the uh, T Rob uh, come on downs now. Yeah, uh, and look if you could get. Uh, Caleb Downs, that would be huge. Again, this was a guy Georgia wanted so badly. Kirby wanted him. He knew he was a transition guy. He knew that they they messed up. I don't, I don't know if there's anything they could have done differently, but losing him, Kirby knew it was a big deal. That's why he did not want it to happen again with K.J. Bolden. I lost my train of thought from earlier, but that's why Georgia, when K.J. Bolden flipped to, from FSU back to, uh, or back to, or to Georgia, he actually said, um, the day – I committed to FSU. I got a paragraph long text from Kirby Smart saying he was not mad at me. He understood I was doing what I wanted, but just to remember that I'm always, you know, Georgia's always here for me, you know, and they never stopped recruiting me. And we always talk about how Kirby won't go crazy on NIL for guys coming in. That's the one guy that he would have suspended that rule a little bit for to make a, you wouldn't be with everybody else. He wouldn't do that for certain quarterbacks. He wouldn't do that for a bunch of other positions. But the one guy, he knew that KJ Bolden was a Caleb Downs esque type player, and he's like, "Look, we're not going to lose on a Caleb Downs and a KJ Bolden in back to back years." You see, Caleb Downs going to become uh, All American for freshman All American, best player on their defense practically in year one. Uh, that's what he saw. Something I don't know that KJ Bolden will be that guy, but he's very similar and Kirby was not going to lose out on him. Kirby personally was in on that recruitment just about every day. And uh, you saw after the title game, who did Kirby smart go up and hug? Mm-hmm. Caleb Downs. So not well, to say he I'll comes to Georgia, but it's just, he, he, he loves the kid. He really does. And of course, you know, Kirby went and saw, like, recruited a bunch of those guys, but uh, he would definitely love a Caleb Downs from a roster management standpoint. If people were to ask, does Georgia have room for Caleb Downs? Like, is there room on the depth chart? The answer is yes. And and if it wasn't, you make room. Like, that's the kind of player that he is. If Georgia gets Caleb Downs and adds him to the quality of secondary that it already has, it's one of the most talented secondaries in college football history. I that doesn't mean it'll be one of the best things happen, but I'm saying in terms of talent walking into a season, oh man, like that would. Malachi Starks, Caleb Downs, Janelle Aguero, <laughs> Ellis Robinson, if he's Ellis the real Robinson. deal. Like KJ Bolden's probably like he'd be having to look around and rotate in at the end of games, and he's great. Like that that's not a Think shot. How often do you steal a coach from Alabama? Well, it's it's a different ball game without saving there. Like, he carried that's so my point entirely. Weight. It's a different era, baby. I you will appreciate this. I wanted to start calling Georgia football the equivalent of uh, AD and BC. I think 2024 should be uh, AS after Saban, PS post Saban, or uh, AAN after Nick. So we could talk about the you know Nick era and the post Nick era because I think it's just going to be a changing of the guard. Now here's the thing: a lot of people say, "Oh, well, it's a lot easier now that uh, Nick Saban is not around." Yes, it may be. Of course, you have a lot more challenges. But Kirby Smart won two freaking titles and went went three years undefeated regular seasons during the Nick Saban era. So you can't, you know, you, people, the, we got a lot of uh, Bama trolls and they're going, uh, uh, 
one and five, one and five. Yeah. Well, one of those, that one win was for a title. Who, who, who's one of the latest titles? Georgia's won the last uh, two of the last three. Where's Bama? I'm not trying to fight with the trolls. I'm just saying that Nick is great. He is the goat. He's the best of all time. But Kirby was winning when Nick Saban was there. Now Nick Saban's not there. And you were able to pull one of their best coaches. If you looked over that staff, you're like, Ooh, who, who do I want? Just like if you look down that roster, who do you want? You want, uh, oh, I want Caleb Downs. I want Isaiah Bond. I want maybe Justice Haynes. And if you look down that coaching staff, you're like, ooh, who do I want? Who do I want? Ooh, I want T-Rob. And you got one of them. So all the folks are saying, hey, could we get Caleb Downs? Maybe, maybe not. But you did get one of the best coaches on their roster. And how often does that happen? It just doesn't. You don't see great Alabama players going to the portal uh, very often and go into an uh, opponent. You just don't get their best guys. You get good players. You just don't get their best. Getting a Caleb Downs would be getting their best. Uh, but if you get T-Rob, that's huge. I, I think I like the way to respond to that, Roddy, is simply this, that Nick Saban is unequivocally the GOAT, the greatest coach in college football history. It's not close. There's not a close second. He is on a plateau by himself. That said, Kirby Smart has a path to be in that conversation. Yep. At his age, with that roster, with the way it's rolling, I mean, the next decade at Georgia, if they sustain this, He's right there beside Saban, if not having a path to pass him, which is even wild to think about, right? That just Red Arbach doesn't have a contemporary right down the pike within a few years. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Now, I'm not uh, saying he will. He might not. Like, it's really hard to sustain this. I'm just saying that you can visually see a path where. Ah, Georgia really is the king of the sport right now. And if Kirby can, I think it's a little bit harder. I think there's more random stuff involved now uh, between NIL, but even just the 12 team playoff, like you have to win more games than Saban had to to win titles. And I'm not, that is not downplaying Saban. Like it's not even close what he did. Like it's, it's incredible. And Kirby doesn't happen if he doesn't end up with Saban, at least not in that same way. Uh, our, Chase says I had plans to work around the house. I don't know, man. It may just be chronically online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today's a day to watch the tears flow. If you, if you're a member at ujsports.com, now's a good time to actually buy that all access pass and go read uh, the Florida board, read the Auburn board, read the Alabama board. Of course, uh, read what your, the um, uh, South Carolina clips everybody knows that this was a power move. Also want to mention our friends at the road shop. If you're going to just sit around the house today and just be online, Grab one of those uh, Delta 9 THC gummy bites. This one's actually covered in nerds. So give you a good afternoon yeah. nap, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, oh, by the way, if you do take one of those, if you've never had one before, cut it into four pieces, take one of the quarters, and wait two hours. If it has an effect on you, then you know you did it right. If it doesn't, try try another half. You know, uh, work your way up. Don't just pop one in your mouth and go go wild. Uh, trust me on that. So I've heard, but it, it actually it comes in the box. It tells you to, to you need to dial in your uh, uh, dosage, if you will. In, in terms of just calendar, Roddy, just things that I think we're kind of watching for in the upcoming weeks up until spring ball. First is Alabama's roster for 30 days, which that clock has started of their transferring. I suppose Washington is now in that same boat and you see who Washington hires. I don't suspect Washington's hire will have much of an impact on Georgia or really SEC football. 
Um, it'll impact Dan Lanning because that's their rival up there and maybe in recruiting. And then after that, I think you're probably looking at the second iteration of transfer portal coming after spring ball and who would be available there. Now at that point, you couldn't do SEC to SEC, but if Georgia looks at its roster and sees holes, or if Georgia looks at just people going into the border and say, you can help us, there's a potential for Georgia to re-up a few people at that stage and also lose a few people at that stage. Yeah. I, I can definitely see a few um, guys that go through spring and like this. Nah, I don't get it. Now here's the thing. If they go through spring, uh, they can't transfer to an SEC team and play next year. Now, we say that with the caveat that that's an SEC rule. A lot of the college rules are going to – people are taking them to court, and everybody's losing in court, the SEC, the NCAA. So I'm saying that is the rule as it stands now. Um, but if it's challenged, who knows? So we never – I mean, Will Rogers could go to an SEC school right now, <laughs> even though he was at Washington for what ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so good stuff there. Uh, uh, Rick's did confirm. We had a bunch of our folks uh, mention that he did say that. <laughs> Says I like to be going wild. Uh, again, I do want to mention is our friends at the Rogue Shop. Just look up Rogue Apothecary. If you use promo code Bulldogs ten, you get ten percent off. Uh, please support them because they support us. So. Roddy, now basically, we, we, were, we were mentioning them on our post-game overreaction show, and the reason I've moved them to our instant reaction shows is because uh, I, I know the guy that runs Rogue Apothecary, and uh, he's a good dude. And so I'm like, look, let's just advertise your stuff on uh, our reaction shows. And sometimes sometimes you want to have one because you're celebrating. Sometimes you want to have one because it's bad news. <laughs> this is good news. So just like we have Bulldog on there, who will, uh, we have a gentleman on UJSports.com. If you're not a member, you should be. Uh, he is often asked when there's good news, a hey, bulldog, because he likes to smoke a bowl. This is a one bowl, two bowl, or three bowl day. And, uh, <laughs> somebody will tell you, I guarantee you, this is two or three bowl territory here with Georgia getting Traveris Robinson. Again, uh, everyone calls him T-Rob because he's so well-known. Well, that's it's, the piece of this. I mean, you know, I, I said Madonna, but you're Madonna, you're Cher, you're, you know, you're uh, Eminem, you know, you're, you're a one-name guy. You're Dre, you know, it's how well known you are around the southeast well we Huge. saw these photos of all of georgia's coaches going to recruit at high schools mostly in the state of georgia i think it may have been exclusively in the state of georgia now that i think of it yeah. but you've talked to people in schools i've talked to coaches after georgia coaches come through when kirby smart walks through your halls it's just a different feeling when it's a kirby smart when mike bobo is down in southwest georgia the different feeling there when Trey Scott comes through, Adele McGee's over in West Georgia. Some guys just don't have that. And Georgia's had guys that don't have that when they go into one of these schools in Georgia, just don't make waves that way. T-Rod does. And he's done yeah. this for a decade now for South Carolina, for Florida, for Auburn, for Alabama, Miami, and now doing it for Georgia. Like he that his phone is already set to go. He doesn't need to be introduced to the people that he needs to know. Like, no, that's what I was saying. If you're uh, if you're coming in, you're Kalen DeBoer. Uh, if you go to um, Cedar Grove, who do you know at Cedar Grove? I mean, there's you go to Stevenson. There's five D1 kids there, um, or uh, you go to Colquitt County. You go down to Thomason. Uh, you go down to uh, uh, I mentioned going down to IMG. You know, you go down to uh, uh, Trinity. 
because it's a different thing. Like walking into yeah. Buford High School yeah. and walking into Clinch County High School, two different worlds. Yeah. You've got to know how to navigate that. Right. You know, if you're going to go down to uh, Thompson in Alabama, you know, and you've uh, – Dale McGee has a 30-year history with some of these head, you know, head coaches there or with the program. They've been through multiple head coaches. Uh, T-Rod, oh. same. You know, he's, he's been doing this. He's been a head coach 17 years. I mean, he remembers what it's like to be recruited. He played at Auburn. I mean, uh, Dale, Dale has the reputation that if there's a seventh grader in West Georgia, then he knows about him. Everyone calls and tells grade. him about it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, we got to tell Dale about this guy. Hey, I, I bring back um, uh, Ben Cleveland. Remember, this guy was like six foot six as a seventh grader or like a sixth grader. He was a giant. Dabo Swinney gets a call from a guy at a baseball tournament in South Carolina saying, look, you got to come see this kid. Dabo stops what he's doing on a Sunday, like after church, goes to the baseball tournament, sees a kid standing on first base at six foot six, and like, hey, probably son, met him at second base at that point. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, come here. Because well, he's just this giant. Nobody can miss him, you know? And again, people call you and let you know there's somebody you need to talk to. And it was the same way with, uh, I remember Robert Kimdichi, we found out about him between like seventh and eighth grade. We saw him at a, a gym and we had people talking about him and that stuff gets around and everybody knows who the hell he was before he entered high school. Uh, Dominic Blaylock had uh, Georgia offers before he played his first game at varsity. He was running seven on seven, uh, had never played a, a down of high school football, had never even practiced with high school guys. He, well, he's practicing on seven on seven, but you know, he had not been able to go through spring practice yet. You know, hasn't gone through fall camp. The big names are out there and these guys know him and they tell other coaches this is a situation where Kalen DeBoer comes in. He doesn't know this stuff. T-Rob would. Now T-Rob's not there. Again, this is just cutting the rug out of somebody on day one. This because is a high school. We were talking, coaches. there are a lot of comments. Put Kurt, get the savage pads on Kirby. Yes. I mean, this is the equivalent of an interception. This is the equivalent of a turnover. This is the equivalent. Kirby should be out there banging his chest with the savage pads on, you know, because this is a savage damn hire. These high school coaches get so excited to tell really, I mean, it happens for media too, but especially college coaches, just about what they have coming up in the next couple of years. I remember when I was in local TV, I got to Harris County High School to where Jordan Jenkins went. And so Jordan was already at Georgia at the time, but I go to his old coach, the late Tommy Parks, may he rest in peace. And I say, Tommy, you know, just, I, I, I know you got to be proud to see what Jordan's doing here. And he goes, oh, yeah, we, we love him. And we get to see him every now and again. But let me tell you about these two sophomores we have. And like they, they're eager to tell you these stories. And one of them ended up being Tay Crowder, who played it. Oh, yeah, Tay, 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 the man. And, and had a couple of years in the NFL, like really good player. And they got the, the most out of him. The other was Taquan Marshall, who played quarterback at Georgia Tech and is now a coach in Atlanta. It, it just happens really quickly where – they love to tell you about what's coming next. They get excited about that, just as football coaches. But um, Tavares Robinson is going to get a lot of those. Of yeah. you got to see this ninth grader, T. Rob. Like, and here's the thing: uh, it's really, it's I say it's, it's easy to recruit to Alabama. I mean, it is. It's easier to recruit to a kid to Alabama than it is to recruit him to South Carolina, hands down. It's also easier to recruit him to Georgia. So he's done it at that level. He knows what that that polo, you know, that pullover, that quarter zip with the logo on it means when you go into the school. People look at you different. Yep. You come in with a Wake Forest one on there. Hey, cool. Wake Forest scouts here. Wake Forest coaches here. You come in with a Georgia logo on there. It hits different. It's big time. Uh, come in with a Alabama logo. Come in with a 
Oh, Ohio State logo. It, it means more up north, but I mean, it definitely matters here. Uh, but I remember people just being in awe. You could see the high school kids when they're like whispering and pointing to the coach on the sideline. There'd be three or four coaches over there, but you would see uh, Tracy Rocker on the sideline. All of a sudden, everybody's pointing to Tracy Rocker like, that's the Georgia coach. Yeah. Hey, the Clemson coach is here too. Georgia coach is here. Like, oh, okay. So, well, and the other uh, piece won't be new for T. Rob. It's not like he's stepping. Oh shit! How, you know, this is big time. He's recruited at the biggest. Well, the so other piece of this, too, the transition is going to be smooth. In the state of Georgia, a lot of those coaches either played with Kirby or played under Rick and like want to see Georgia do well. So, yeah, like, or, or played against Mike, or played against Will. Yeah, you know, you're or going uh, down to see Robert Edwards from Georgia, shit. you have an advantage. Going down yeah. to see Israel Troop, and you got the G. Like, come on. Well, yeah, you get down to Orlando. There's a bunch of Georgia alums down there coaching too. So, I'm just saying again, it's, it's the same as what he was doing for Alabama. He can do for Georgia. Yeah, um, that's big time stuff. I, uh, yeah, Tracy Rocker was legendary. Uh, what position he's going to coach? He's going to be coaching the safeties uh, and be the co-defensive coordinator. So exactly what Will Muschamp was doing. And remember, he was – I kept saying that he was the, the cornerbacks coach at George, at Alabama, but uh, technically for a while there he was the secondary coach. So but Kirby likes to have one guy coaching his, second, uh, his cornerbacks and one guy coaching the uh, star and safeties, and that's what Traveris Robinson, T-Rob, will be coaching is the uh, safeties. Now, and again – co-defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Glenn Schumann will still be the one calling the defensive plays, but uh, he will have a lot of input from him. Plus you have Will, <laughs> will Muschamp in the background going, hey guys, uh, you know what would work right here? Or what's worked for me in my years as a head coach and calling defenses? You know, let's, let's, not, uh, let's not go cover two here against that uh, formation, you know. Well, let's do something the, else. The other part of this, Roddy, is that it may be short term because – with the success I think George is going to have and the frequency at which big time programs need head coaches. I think Glenn Schumann's going to be on short list next year. I think Tavares Robinson will be on short list next year. I think Todd Hartley could be on my short list. And yeah. Oh yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, when we did our show this past Tuesday, coach uh, Donnan mentioned, I said something about the staff. There's only been one change so far. And, uh, you know, Dante Williams coming in uh, for Fran Brown. And that's and Fran, Fran getting Brown a head coaching job. Yeah, he got, I must say, he got a head coaching job. So that's not like uh, a guy left. I mean, he went from a non-coordinator to being a head coach, you know, at a school he loves. Huge. Can't blame him for taking that. Hell, Kirby would have packed his bags for him, saying, Look, you do, do not pass up this opportunity. And uh, you bring in, you know, uh, Dante Williams from USC. Big get, big recruiter. Um, uh, a good s- situation there. But Coach Donald said he would be even more surprised if the staff was still the same come February. Yeah. I don't know if he knew this was coming, but you you can't tell me he doesn't know something. So, uh, But, again, it's just to to your point, he knows that these guys are marked by other programs as potential replacements. They're in that Rolodex, and they're all going to get their chances, but you got to like what Georgia's doing. A uh, quick note, uh, Tennessee's up 20 to 14 on Georgia right now that uh, Georgia's taking on number five, Tennessee in the basketball game uh, started at noon. I uh, saw that Tennessee went on a seven Oh run earlier. Georgia turned off the way to win that. Ooh, seven Oh run. I'm like, don't look, don't look. You're, you're Georgia finds a way to win that game. We'll, we might be right back here on YouTube to <laughs> react to that one. What is, I was trying to hit this. Uh, y'all working overtime today. Nah, this is, this is great. 
Um, I mean, it's just working when when the news comes, right? Um, yeah. There are times during the the holidays, not as much as happening, and you miss a show here or there. But like news happens, you got to go. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. The NFL season is over yet. Uh, I could definitely see some of these guys uh, being asked uh, if they want to coach in NFL. Uh, At a lot least of their agents, college will coaches, try are going to set on. that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a good question here. Uh, do you think that uh, Georgia land Ryan Williams now that Kirby is hot on the trail, uh, close to landing him at one point? Ryan Williams, wide receiver, tough, tough. I mean, a lot of people think that he might wind up at Auburn. Uh, that's, that's I mean, Auburn had a great receiver recruiting class this year, and yeah, it' hard to go well, into they, Sarah they had land. that whole five thing design, you know. So yeah, um, I can see. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, Foster, I meant to get to this question earlier. He said, do you see uh, Kirby having more success at Buford now? I saw he went there yesterday. I think that was like maybe his first stop. Uh, getting KJ Bolden was big. You got Jaden Perlett committed still. You get uh, Jake Pope coming in from there. Uh, I don't want to say you'll have more success because it's Georgia's success in state the last couple of years People go, wow, they can't recruit in state. That's because they're getting the best players from all over the country. So I don't think that there's a curse. I don't think there's somebody there actively sending kids away from Georgia. I do think it on a case-by-case basis. Like Georgia went hard after um, – I mean, hey, you thought they had Dylan Rayola locked up. Granted, he was a one-year deal. But, you know, they went hard after K.J. Bolden. They've been recruiting him for years. You got him. And other guys that didn't recruit as hard, they didn't land. So, and again, I've known, I mean, you've gotten centers there, you've gotten tight ends from there, you've gotten players from Buford before, but it's just they have so many, and you just think that uh, they're so close, you should land them all. But it's uh, it's like I say the same thing about IMG. There's a ton of guys at IMG. Do you get them all? No. Do you have an IMG curse? No. Do you get them on a case by case basis? Yes. So, I, but it doesn't hurt the guys who have played with Jake Pope, who have played with KJ Bolden who will play with Jaden Perlotti uh, all of a sudden are like, Hey, I got a buddy on the team. Or I got a two guys that I know or two guys I played against. It helps. It really does help. But Georgia can't do anything more to try to land those guys than they already have. But at the same time, there've been a lot of players within the state of Georgia. If you look down the one to 15, how many of those guys did you land this year? How many of those guys did you land last year? A lot of them are from Buford, and they didn't come to Georgia. But then, you know, there were some at Grayson. There were some at uh, uh, South Gwinnett. There's some at Cedar Grove. There's some, you know, at uh, Carver Columbus. And you just you don't get them all. But you also got the number one player in the state of, you know, Virginia, the number two player in the state of Florida. There's a lot of really good players that you get from all over. In other words, I'm not going to worry about Kirby not getting as many players from um, Buford when he's still signing, you know, number one classes. Yeah, I think it's case by case, just an individual yeah. player more than anything. But in the past, when Georgia Georgia's going to go recruit Buford, just like it always does, if they think there's a player at Buford that's going to help Georgia, they're going to try to go get them. The difference going forward is that Alabama's not standing on the same leg that it, that it had with Nick Saban. I mean, they're a little more vulnerable right now. Now, some other schools may come in and take advantage of that too, but Georgia is a most prime to look and say, oh, you like what Alabama does? We do that here. Come here. Get that here. Well, I mean, they said that you know, Buford staff and Saban were tight and made it feel worse. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the fact that some of them went to Alabama made it feel like there was a curse there. I get that. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I want to know where Joe Cox is going to go coach now, or maybe he stays for the recruiting mm-hmm. pieces of it. But and I want to mention the one about you know, missing on Justice Haynes. You had him locked up. He was coming. Then you did something stupid, or somebody on your staff did. That's, again, wasn't a curse. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with Buford. That was something internal. You know, that's uh, you fumbled the bag at the end. You know, it's just on you. That door uh, could still be open. Yeah, it should still be. Uh, do you think Kirby can land Caleb Downs and Ryan Williams? I, I do not. It would be f- phenomenal, but I just don't. I don't see either one happening at this moment. It helps. You're closer, but I just think you got too much ground to make up. So, uh, yeah, what happened with Haynes? Yeah, uh, can't. I won't get into that. But it did not. Uh, one of his last visits didn't turn out as well as it could have. So I'll leave it there. I uh, ooh, I think we've been on here 56 minutes. I've got some stuff I got to do, and we got to follow the news, and we're gonna get on this basketball game. Be sure to tune into UJSports.com for all the basketball coverage and football coverage. We should. Well, I'm sure our guys will be getting some. Uh, re- responses from recruits out there on their thoughts of uh, Georgia landing Traveris Robinson. And we will see in the coming days, weeks, and months how having T-Rob on the staff uh, helps Georgia finish out as 2024 recruiting. And if it helps jumpstart Georgia's 2025 class with a lot of 2025 guys here in town on in Athens on this big recruiting weekend, hopefully uh, – uh, T-Rob's in the building, and he's glad-handing all those guys and uh, making his presence known. Anyway, we will see you later for UJ Sports. And uh, Dane Young, I'm Rodney Nabulsi, and we'll see you later.